Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck J. K. Rowling. Trans right. Trans rights or human rights. That's how I'm, Rowling. That's how I'm starting the podcast tonight. So I hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, <laughs> I apparently need a fucking drink. Sorry about that, everybody. And uh, yeah, there we yeah. Everybody in the chat's like, hell yeah. Okay, there we go. So we give, have, us, a, give us a Poggers Derek for fuck J.K. Rowling. What's that? <laughs> the Poggers Derek emote. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Spam, uh, spam Derek in the chat for for fuck J.K. Rowling. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, please. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. All right. So uh, for anybody who is listening on uh, podcast services tonight on the podcast, no Derek tonight. I am running the stream. This is John, your game dad. Uh, both of our social media gurus are here. Jeff and Finn. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. I'm the social media guy who doesn't use social media. It, it, <laughs> I'm the social media guy that only exists to undo what Jeff posts. Finn. I, I like that there's always a civil war going on between our two posts. <laughs> if it, it's, you know, well, like what I love about you two is that I can act, I can always tell who is tweeting what because you know Jeff Jeff uh, because mine are funny. I was going to say <laughs> yours are more like yours are more like chiding me. Like, like, kind Aww. of like, like you know, John, please, please don't embarrass us. And Finn, just Finn is very much like me, where whenever I mention Final Fantasy VI and I see the official chat go, yeah, or like I know it's Finn. So, hey. yeah, uh, Justin is here too tonight. Justin, hello, sir. Hello. Hi, Justin. Justin, how, how are you? you? How are you doing? I don't know, Justin. I'm I'm more concerned about how you're doing. How are you doing? I'm fine. Today's my day off, so there is I'm a. Chilling. There's a lot of uh, of uh, Derek uh, spam happening in the in the chat right now. This is glorious, and we have a very 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 special guest tonight. Um, a we've been bringing on SDGC community members, uh, and uh, Sarah has actually been a uh, one of uh, a newer uh, community member in SDGC. Uh, please go check out our Discord. By the way, we got like what three hundred people in there now, um, and uh, this is actually Sarah's first ever live podcast. So, so, so yeah, yeah. Look, look at you. This is, this is your first. How do you feel? Are you nervous? Kind of. Ah, uh, don't be nervous. <laughs> don't be nervous. I have honestly never done these and I'm so honored and grateful that you guys would have me here, especially to talk about something a day after what was like the biggest PlayStation day of recent memory to me. So I'm extremely honored and Blaine, I see you. Yes. My shirt has Todd Howard on it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. I mean, reason. you're gonna. That's what that is. Oh my god. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna fit right in. Oh, kind of. Kind of. Oh, hey, oh, hey, Reb's in the chat. Hi, Reb. Hi, Reb. We miss you. Um, all right. So we got a lot. Who's Reb? We got. A, yeah, I don't know. She was some person who was. She's been on the podcast once mean, or twice. I'm sorry. Do you mean Rebert? Rebert. Rebert. Yes, I. I absolutely meant Rebert. <laughs> Uh, we got Reb a lot. Is, Reb, Reb is just killing time until Sunshine releases. Pretty much, yeah. She's, hour. yeah, she's, yeah. she's <laughs> counting down. She's got her switch. Yeah. She's actually, she's got her switch uh, on the kickstand over in the corner across the room, and she's just staring at it. Um, <laughs> did someone say Sunshine? <laughs> so there is a lot to talk about tonight, and normally we would talk about what we've been playing, but I feel like we need to kind of right, like we need to bypass that and get into all the PlayStation stuff, because there is a lot to talk about. But before we do that, Jeff, you had something that you wanted to say. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, my wife, uh, actually, I, I told her about um, Steven Spawn and all the things that he does uh, a few months ago. 
Um, we've had him on the show before, obviously, and she follows him on Twitter now. And she actually um, notified me that he was doing this thing called Spawn Together. It's like a fundraiser for his 40th birthday. Um, basically, it just goes to charity and, you know, helps disabled gamers and just a really good initiative. So she wanted me to remind everyone that if you have the means, it would be wonderful if you could donate. Uh, I'm just going to throw the link in the Twitch chat here. Um, or if you can't, just spread the word, you know, retweet. Um, he's been tweeting it from his account, stuff like that, because, yeah, Steve's one of the one of the best dudes in the industry and everything he's doing is so important. So that's uh, it, yeah. all I wanted to say. <clears throat> no, it's great. <laughs> Excuse me. And, you know, Steve, longtime friend of the podcast, uh, a, a personal source of inspiration to me for a very long time. And, uh, you know, like if you can donate, please do. If you can't, don't feel bad. Um, I know that times are kind of difficult right now, but any any kind of support is appreciated. Um, I also. Uh, two more real quick housekeeping uh, things before we get going here. Re I want to remind everybody that on uh, Saturday uh, from. 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, I am going to be streaming in support of Spawn for Good, uh, which is a uh, an initiative between us and Spawn on Me with uh, Khalif and uh, a few other podcasts as well. Uh, Greg from Kind of Funny is involved and Mary Kish uh, from Twitch. Uh, we are going to be streaming in support of uh, getting people out there to vote this year because right now um, voting in this election is more important probably than any election that we've ever seen in all of our lifetimes. Uh, so get out there, vote, make your voice heard, uh, and please check us out. Uh, this this channel will actually have the streaming key for, uh, for Spawn on Me, so we will be streaming on... Uh, on their channel. So please come check us out. Um, and one more thing, uh, Sarah, this is your yeah. first time, your first ever podcast. Why don't you tell everybody listening and watching live right now, a little bit about yourself and how you kind of, I'm curious as to how you kind of found SDGC. Uh, so I found you guys through the fact that you guys are so open about mental health and that in gaming is that's a big thing with my life. I run a blog uh, it's called Out Here in This Open Space, where I do talk about mental health in gaming, because it's a big... I am a mental health sufferer, and I find games as a need to basically help find myself. So I found you guys through that. I followed you guys for, for a while. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And I found your Discord group, and I finally was, was just like, I should join another group. And I'm extremely happy. And I... I basically exist on the internet to scream about fictional men and scream about mental health as it's shown in video games. So <laughs> I'm really not that interesting. <laughs> no, no, I, I think uh, I we we really appreciate uh, your presence uh, in the uh, SEGC community and your voice in the Discord. Um, it's nice to see you in there so often, and uh, and uh, you have fit right in with our little community. And so welcome. We're, we are, we it, it is we who are honored to have you. Uh, and also, uh, to address, uh, Reb and chat, I sound so much better because I got a new mic and Derek helped me set it up. So, uh, okay. So I lied. I said you had the same mic. <laughs> no, no, I've no, 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 no. I got a brand new mic and a little mic stand here and I got a, a, a mixer as well. Uh, Derek helped me fine tune it a little bit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess I sound better now, so that's good. Um, so got a lot to talk about tonight and Jeff is going to launch us into our first and fucking biggest topic, which is all things PlayStation. So Jeff, that's go ahead. What he thinks I'm actually going to do it. 
No, Jeff is going to do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finn. Nope. Nope. Jeff. Wanted to throw a wrench in your plan. <laughs> That's fine. I just roll with the punches. You want to? You want to do it? That's fine. No, Jeff. Talk about PlayStation. <laughs> I don't. I just want to throw a wrench in your plan. Ah, uh, pain in my ass. Um. So, in case anyone didn't know, Sony had a uh, presentation showcase yesterday. Get out of town. So it, yeah, what? I know. Imagine <laughs> that. Talking about games and prices and dates for a console that's coming out in just over it's a month. So but they weird. did it. They did it. Um, so we got information. We basically got uh, more updates, mostly on existing games, gameplay demos, things like that. Um, and then we eventually got a price and release date. Uh, I wanted to talk about the games before we get into like the release dates and the pre-orders and stuff. But before we even get into the games, I kind of wanted to start by getting the el- addressing the elephant in the room, which is this was a weird presentation. Mm. Uh, it became weird after, shortly after it ended. So... If you just watched the presentation, here's what you would think. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is coming to PS5 and PC. Demon Souls is coming to PS5, PS4, and PC. Miles Morales is PS5 exclusive. And Horizon 2, which wasn't present at the showcase, <laughs> uh, you would probably still think that's PS5 exclusive. Now, if you followed on Twitter the nightmare <laughs> of updates in the subsequent hour, what you would realize is Final Fantasy 16 is actually not coming to pc but it is potentially coming to pc (laughs) after six months and xbox after 12 months maybe they won't actually say um horizon zero dawn is or horizon 2 is coming to ps4 demon souls is only going to be on ps5 uh that was an error (laughs) so the demon souls and final fantasy trailer both had explicit slides that said also coming to pc so nobody watches these trailers before they air which is just fucking amazing to me um, and Miles is also coming to PS4, which was not advertised in the in the, the showcase. So uh, I'll just throw it to everyone else. I just kind of wanted to like it. Just it was really confusing that so much information had to be dug for outside of it. But the games themselves look like fucking phenomenal. So they, obviously they did, they did. But I do, I I do want to say this. I I don't know what it is with Jeff Keeley, but but. Uh, <laughs> so why would you why would you have this this big like very elaborate uh you know you know bunch of games revealed like it, it, the conference itself was great like for what it was it was great but then you have Jeff Keeley on Twitter talking about release dates and pre-orders and whether or not something is exclusive and I and I'm like wait hold on a minute like why why didn't you give us any of this during the actual presentation like why yeah why does Jeff have it all <laughs> why does Jeff Keeley have all of this it doesn't make, it doesn't make well, I thought we were going to go through that after we talk about the games we're well, getting way I, ahead of ourselves no no but I mean that's a, I don't I mean I don't know like it just really there's a lot about this that that rubbed me the wrong way but if we're going to talk about games let's start with uh, Final Fantasy 16 woo finally called it. Called it. I said that Final Fantasy 16 was going to be there, and it was. It was, and it was the first game that was shown. What's up now? Every all you doubting Thomases, you were, right, John. You were finally right. All you doubting Thomases who who didn't believe that Final Fantasy 16 was going to be there. Although I will say, I was hoping for a woman protagonist, and I did not get one. So, hey, I mean that we know of yet. I mean, the main protagonist is a another sad boy, but. I'm hoping he is for a pretty a sad boy. 
he is he is a very pretty he's a sad pretty boy. Sad boy. <laughs> he is he is a very pretty Listen. sad boy. So he looked like a Final Fantasy protagonist. I it looked exactly like the dude they always show in the 14 trailers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like well, somebody actually had a picture of the like generic vanilla Final Fantasy 14 protagonist and then knocked yeah. us and then this guy, and it's like, oh well, I it's the I'm, same person. I'm sensing a motif here. Um but uh but yeah, so I mean, you know. Obviously, um, this has been a, a rumored for a long time. Final Fantasy 16. We finally got to see it. Um, I'm really excited for it, but there's a few things in the trailer that stood out as odd to me. Um, and I'll I'll give I'll start off with one, and we'll we'll let the group discuss it. I'll let John start with the negative, so I can swerve them and go constructive and happy. And well, optimist. no, dude, I have so, I have far more to say that's positive, yeah. but but we got to talk about everything, right? So not based on your Twitter. So, like I, that trailer made me cry. Oh no! Like, I was know. just like, I was just like here for it. Like, I was, I was watching the whole thing, and I was like, "This is 16." Because okay, John, now that I didn't believe it was going to be six, 16, I feel like the leak came super late. Like people started talking about like two days early. They were like, "Okay, yeah." All of a sudden, that, well, I mean, like there's been a lot of smoke around this one for a while now because it was so. It was supposed to be shown in June, uh, at, at E3. Of course, okay. that never happened because E3 never happened. Um, but, um, but, but now that we've seen it, um, one of the things that struck me was, and Finn, correct me if I'm wrong, but the colors seem really muted. Um, like it's, it seems kind of drab. I dig it. I dig (laughs) it. It it feels more like fantasy now for some reason, because of that muted palette. Darker fantasy. It it does. And it's, it's a look that hasn't been part of Final Fantasy in a long time. And also, there's just something about the fact that I forgot which one of us in our, in the chat said it, but they said like it was almost refreshing. It was Maddie. He said it was refreshing that this game didn't come out with visuals that you knew were going to get downgraded. Like this looked like the game with the game. It looks a lot like 15. Better. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the game is actually only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to look at it and be like, that's not how it's gonna look at the end of the day you know it's weird like from an aesthetic standpoint like it reminded me of two things a 3d version of or like basically final fantasy 3 finn not like the original three um and then i got like some witcher vibes from the villages and like you know the the mud you know all the all the all the the wet mud everywhere and the trees like i did though and and it was violent like for a final fantasy game like this is fucking dark i doubt that's gonna be t that's not going to be t if they're willing to show them literally stabbing some somebody and like blood splattering which i dug i've been waiting I've been waiting for a rated M Final Fantasy forever. Not just the violence, but I feel like Final Fantasy is that series that can go darker fantasy and oh, just be scared t- to. Give me a Type Zero is the fantasy only tactics. one. Give me Final uh, type, Fantasy Type, type Zero is really sketchy on the rated M. I, I actually I've thought, played it. I thought this was... Like, I mean, I won't lie. I thought this was Evilise. Like, like when it first started, like I thought we might be getting another game in the Evilise Alliance. Uh, but um, I, I don't think that's the case. But um, Justin, I want to bring you in here, man. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't said anything yet. Like, what, you, you know, what struck you? What, what jumped out? What was the first thing to jump out at you from the Final Fantasy sixteen teaser? So, so the thing that really jumped out to me from what I saw were the combat snippets because it looks awesome. Like, it looks very action-focused. Um, really cool, like, like spell and particle effects and right. stuff. Um, and I found out after, uh, the lead combat designer worked on Devil May Cry yeah. 5 and Dragon's Dogma. 
at Capcom, which is really cool because I think, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake did a great job, but, like, 15 and some of the other games in terms of, like, the actual real-time, like, action-based combat systems have been kind of hit or miss. Yeah, I like, have, I like have 15. Have had some good things. I like 15's I, I don't mind 15's, but I don't, think, I don't think it's as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there's been things that have been good about them, things that have been bad, kind of hit or miss. But, like, knowing that somebody with that kind of resume is in charge of this and from the snippets that we saw... Um, I'm really excited for that aspect of the game. It looks very fun to play. Well, and and that's something that I wanted to bring Jeff in here for because I mean, you know, as we know, Yoshi P is the is is the one actually in charge of of the game itself, and Yoshi P is also the man in charge of Final Fantasy XIV, a game that he probably fucking sa- I mean, he saved that the fucking man game. that saved fourteen and <laughs> turned it into one of the best stories of it, all. It is literally, and as franchise. as Jeff will attest, the the narrative in in fourteen. Is top tier Final Fantasy. Um, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was gonna say just uh, it's not really related, but I saw a clip uh, just a few hours ago of Yoshi P. Someone was asking him if they would ever uh, do like a a classic version of fourteen, like the original uh, pre Realm Reborn one, kind of like how WoW Classic did theirs. And before they even finished the question, he just started laughing hysterically. And then the translator posed the question, and he just shook his head. He's like, nightmare. <laughs> like, it's like no fucking way that game sucks <laughs> just like straight up just laughed it off i, th- I thought that was hilarious like uh, but no yeah like i i trust that dude so much with this game um obviously there's more than just the producer there's writers and all that it's you know it's going to be the sum of all its parts kind of thing but um it i couldn't think of a better person to kind of entrust uh this franchise to and uh, to loop it over to sarah um one of the things that that jumped out at me in the combat was the fact that it, it looks like, so we saw a few, uh, summon, summon monsters that, you know, you saw Phoenix, Titan, Shiva. Mm-hmm. Um, and as your main character who I, I don't think we got his name, um, is fighting various enemies. It looks like he is actually integrating summons into his attacks. You see Phoenix's wings and what look like Titan's arms mm-hmm. punching and grabbing. Um, my question for you, Sarah is we didn't see any other party members. Um, do you think this is going to be a, like a, a one character act completely action driven final fantasy game? Um, because it kind of gave me dark souls vibes in a way. Yeah. So that was what I was actually worried about was when they first showed the trailer, I was on Twitter and I was reading a lot of people going like, Oh, this looks like dark souls combat. And a part of me just kind of went like, (laughs) like, I'm like, (laughs) I, that is not my thing. I, I totally, I appreciate that. The combat style. I think it's great that a lot of people like it. But I think integrating it into such a huge franchise as Final Fantasy, I, I don't want to say that it might not not really kill it, but it might push a lot of people away from attempting that. it. And like, like you guys mentioned, the fucking combat designer of Devil May Cry Five is doing this. I don't think it's going to be like Dark Souls no. whatsoever. That just I no, like once, from the once way you it get, looks, it looks like once you get far, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Like I love no, you. Go ahead. I love Double May Cry 5's combat a lot, so that instantly just boosted my excitement up for this. It, it, it was high, but learning he was doing it made it even higher. Because I think I think Final Fantasy, when it does the real-time combat, it can do it right, and I think this is it attempting to do it right. I think they're still going to be party members, but a part of me thinks they are so... They're, they're feeling so good about what they have so far that they're like, just show it. They're like, just show the combat. Just right. show... 
cutscenes, like, because from what I got from that trailer, they're feeling hella good. They're like, look, we think we, we, it was a, it was a very confident trailer. It was a very confident trailer, which is why I loved it as much as I did. And I think there's going to be party members. I have a feeling like, I don't want to guess story stuff or anything, but I have a feeling that that girl with white hair that was shown in the in the trailer, like the little girl, might become a party member later on because it looks like the story's doing like skipping in time. So I have a feeling we're like there is going to be party me- members, but I just think they're either they aren't done or they wanted to showcase the combat with just the main character that well, they're like just show it. Well, and taking the taking the concept of of time, Finn, I know you've got your hand up. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? About a, I did. Yeah, please. It's, it's it's my theory on why I don't think this is going to be just another uh boy band game because I know people saw that initial campfire scene, they're like, "Oh no, it's going to be another group of four dudes." I don't think that's the case, especially like Sarah pointed out, we start with these two young kids and then at the end of the trailer the main character's face, whatever his name is, goes from being fresh faced and boy band to like super mm-hmm. grizzled and rough. So we, yeah. <laughs> we know there's a time skip and I think there's going to swerve us and mm-hmm. that those kids are going to grow up and become like the actual like characters, whether they join so, or I, I think there's going to be more to this game than that initial trailer. Are we, but, but okay. So are we positive that they're the same character? Are we positive they're the same character? Pretty the character sure. at the end that I'm had pretty sure it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. the same guy. It mm-hmm. it looks like him. It says, I'm gonna kill him. No. Yeah, he. It's the same character. He goes like, "I'll kill them, no matter mm-hmm. how, like how long it takes." Long it, and then yeah. it like shifts. And no, I thought he said, "No matter what it takes." People. I thought he said, "No matter how long it takes." I'm pretty sure. I I, I don't know. I'll Either have to... way, it's the same yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so also, no, Sarah, please. One more. I have a feeling that the. I think the kid's name was Joshua. I don't think he's going to be a party member because it looks like he's the one that turns into Phoenix. I agree and with you. He said, "He said, oh, I'm Joshua's shield." And then it looks like the kid gets like ripped apart by Ifrit during that last cutscene. Yeah, so I, I have a feeling that we're that it's. I think the game's going to revolve around him, and we're just going to be either something happens to him, either they just spoiled his death, like in the trailer, and this guy's all pissed. So. And he's going for it, but so one one thing I noticed, and I'll and after this I'll kick it over to you, Jeff. So I saw you had your hand up. Um, I got the sense of, uh, there was a few hints in the trailer that they are, and this is, should be no surprise because Yoshi P is the producer of the game. I, I said director earlier; he's actually the producer. I, I misspoke. Um, Yoshi, the P stands for producer, John. Right. <laughs> so so there is a. It looks like there is a very very Final Fantasy fourteen esque mechanic here in that. It would appear because you know when Shiva is there, they mentioned Shiva's dominant. It w- and then you see that Joshua kid turn into Phoenix. You see a man turn into uh, Ifrit. It looks like summons are actually brought into the world by, I guess, possessing an, an individual's body and using that as a summoning vessel. Um, Jeff, is it, it, what do you think about that? Is that something you picked up on at all? Yeah, I don't know how clear like i don't know how much of a connection there'll be there but it is interesting because yeah like you said that's the whole one of the main threads in 14 right is that the people summon these primals just through sheer conviction and you know the crystals and the energy and just the the willpower and stuff and there is precedent in that for them or uh obviously lady iceheart like actually taking the form of of shiva Shiva, right even if not not truly being a, a primal herself so it's interesting. Uh, one other thing I was curious about, and maybe Justin's got input this on this too, because I know he was a big fan of 
uh, seven remake is do we think there's going to be um any elements of that combat system in here like we've seen lots of real-time fighting in this trailer will we get some of that tactical mix hmm. i i think this looks at least from what we saw here it looks more focused on like real-time reflexive combat Mm-hmm. Like there were air juggles and combos right. and stuff like. It reminded like, me it of thir- like it reminded me of thirteen in a uh, in a way, Justin, with the air combos and stuff like that, the juggling. Yeah, no, like I I think it's going to be a very different approach than Seven Remake, which is really cool. Um, I I think you know I loved Seven Remake's approach. Me too. But um, mm-hmm. this this looks different, and I think this could also be really good and really fun. Um, and I think like, the, I don't really have much, I, I couldn't really take much from the trailer aside from combat stuff. Um, I didn't analyze it as much as you guys have. Um, oh, I've watched it like 30 times now. I'm got, so yeah, me I, I mean, obviously, obviously you, you guys know I love the series and I'm going to get it when it comes out. Um, but like, that was the stuff that really stood out to me. And like, this really looks like, I, I think like the blend of kind of like dark fantasy with this, like. Like dark Western fantasy, yeah, kind of blended mm-hmm. with this very flashy, like Japanese action style, could be really cool oh, and really unique. God, that, that, if it pans out, that take on the it, prelude in the trailer again, oh. but it's it's it just gave like, me kind of Kingsglaive. Oh, I don't yeah. know if any of you uh, watched the Kingsglaive. Oh, I did. Yeah, film. absolutely. It gave me kind of just seeing his like the like party members at the beginning, the people who are obviously going to die in terrible ways during that fight. <laughs> it, it like. And, and and just like the the armor and yeah it's it's it looks a lot like western fantasy but it gave me that king's vibe where they're soldiers but they also are kind of like army men kind of yeah because I... like because like their armor doesn't look fantasy to me it looks almost like a mixture of what king's was sort was of. doing to what 14 was doing I, yeah. I didn't play much of 14 but i i got that vibe from seed and also king's was kind of violent too and I got like I'm. I'm just honestly ex- ex- excited that Final Fantasy's biting that bullet and probably going for that M, because I've been waiting for a long time for it to be actual violent dark fantasy, and I expect it to actually be pretty okay. But Justin, you actually gave me a good thing. Where's remake two? Like where? When is remake? Oh, 2 we're not seeing. Oh, we're not seeing that for a while. Yeah, yo, that we're, we're not, not seeing that for. And, we're not seeing that for a and while. Actually, actually, <laughs> sp- speaking of not seeing things for a while, here's one last question for Final Fantasy uh, 16, and then we'll move on. And I'll th- toss it to Finn first. The rumor was before this came out, before we saw the trailer, was that this game was further into development than people thought it was or than people had expected it was. Um, and the trailer we got was fairly well-developed and and pretty meaty. Um, and I know that we're going to be getting more information in early 2021. My question is, when do we actually see this game? I, I You know, all jokes about Square Enix aside, I don't think we're, it's going to take five, six years for this game to come out. Or is um, not working on it. <laughs> yeah. So... My... So- my- well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to kick this one to Finn. Are we going to go around? Are we going to go around? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Finn, go ahead, bud. No, sorry, uh, Justin doesn't get to answer this question. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a shame, but you know, sometimes that's just how it goes. Uh, I think holiday twenty twenty one will be their initial release date, mm-hmm. and then realistically delayed till April twenty twenty two. But you, but 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 you don't think it goes past that? Like I don't. It's like you said. I don't think it's 
it's it, it we've heard it's been in development for a while and that it's further along than we would assume with Square Enix doing their initial announce to release window. I think they wanted to start avoiding that. And also, like has been mentioned before, Yoshi P is not uh, uh, Mr. Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, guy he gets who, shit. He gets shit out there. Just, so he we know it's not going to be a bloated game. It's not going to be uh, mm -hmm. kind of run off the rails. I feel like Yoshi P came in with a very strong vision because that's what he does. And he is brought on board. He's the fixer. He's Square Enix's fixer. So right. I feel like we're not going to have a super mm -hmm. long dev cycle. I hope. I, I mean, also, I, shout out to Derek and Chad. I, I I had been told, hey Derek, we love you, buddy. Um, I, I I had been told that that it's been in development for about two and a half years now, which sounds right. Um, uh, mm -hmm. J Justin, quick take on on when you think uh, we're going to yeah, see this. Yeah, I think I think I think like first half of 2022 seems like a reasonable guess. I'm not going to get my hopes up for 2021. Yeah. Um, like, because also, I mean, on top of it, like, even if it is farther in development than we know, um, it kind of seems like a lot of Japanese studios were hit harder by COVID yep. work from home conditions and stuff than a lot of other studios. We know Square Enix is very much kind of an old way of doing things studio. Um, so, I mean, even if it was in an advanced stage of development, you know, by Square Enix standards, uh, that could have hold hold it up a bit longer. So I don't think we see it next year, but I think, you know, you know, probably like a year and a half from, you know, announcement to release is pretty good by the, by Square Enix standards for a Final Fantasy right. game, especially a numbered one. Uh, Jeff. It's kind of unfair because I saw a tweet from Jason, Jason Schreier basically just discussing all of this. So like I have already, uh, you know, I'm not going to argue argue with him but he basically reinforced what you guys said he figures early 2022 um that that seems reasonable i think you know they this is definitely i can't remember the last time a reveal trailer pretty much for any game let alone a final fantasy game like you said felt this confident felt meaty we got story beats we got a realistic look at the visuals we got a realistic look at the combat didn't feel like bullshit um so i think yeah we'll get like a you know big presentation of it next e3 and then i wouldn't be surprised if it's out either shortly before the following E3 or right around that, that next right. time, like early 2022, maybe slipping into summer and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah. And uh, Sarah, what about you? Uh, so I'm actually going to go against everybody else. I oh. think end of the year, 2021, mostly oh. because the one thing that stood out for me in that trailer was, was it was all in English. They actually got, and again, That's I don't a know really if really good point. Voice acting that they got that done for point. just yeah. that scene. But as, as a as a Kingdom Hearts fan, uh, a lot of Kingdom Hearts people know that English voice acting starts pretty much close to the game being done. That's true. And again, Nomura's not working on this. Thank God. No offense. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I feel like if they're confident enough to have the English voice acting already in there and implemented into mm, cutscenes, yeah. I feel like we're closer to it than, again, like people were saying, that we think we are to it. And for them to be so confident as to show off stuff like, like, like John said, story beats, combat voice acting like full-on cutscenes. i feel like we're getting this end of 2021 i think it could be delayed maybe to like polish up a, a last few combat things because of covid but i also think that we're gonna get this pretty soon and mm -hmm. it would be absolutely bonkers if this launches by the end of 2021 not just because i want it to but i think again we're we are closer to it than we think we are and i think that small thing of just english voice acting in the trailer 
definitely pointed that out to me because even I was like, oh my god, this is in English. Like at right. all of this, I don't even think I realized that. I like, I hadn't even considered that. Actually, I didn't even think about it. But you're you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. That's a that's really why I really think good we're point. To it, um, which just excites me just more because I so, really want this. So game. so I I you know what I'm actually gonna I'm I'm gonna align align myself with Sarah on this one. I'm you know Are you well so so let me caveat that it's for me like it's really going to depend on how much we see in early 2021. Cause that's when they said that they're going to, they're going to give us more information. Now, if we get a big Finn, do you remember that big deep dive? Um, uh, it was earlier this year. I'm sorry. It was a PAX West last year. It was around the time of PAX West. We got a huge deep dive into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, they yes. were talking about, you know, they, they showed the combat, you know, and you know, all the tactical battle system. If we get something like that, in the first half of 2021, maybe the first three or four months, then yeah, I think it's probably coming out end of 2021. Um, uh, if we don't, then early 2022. But I, I think 2021 is reasonable for this. Um, you know, but again, like I think that's going to depend on how much we actually know about the title in the next six months. Um, Do we know if we might get anything small at, at uh, Tokyo? game show i don't think so like another like or else they just rehash the trailer and add in like a couple more small i I don't think so yeah they might air the trailer in japanese but they've specifically said more information in 2021 so i don't think they'd go out of their way to then i agree that's my take i agree Okay. Um, right. Well, we're still on the first game. Yeah, we need to <laughs> get this shit going. So... Hey, I'll talk well, about Final fair, Fantasy. It is, the, it is the biggest new game. I would say mm-hmm. it is. The, I would say it's that the biggest was, new game. Yeah. That was what won that like conference to me 100%. As soon as I saw I was, that, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, Jeff, did you want to... We knew we were going to talk about Final Fantasy we did. for a long oh, yeah. time. Yeah. Jeff, so what's that's next? Final what's, Fantasy VI. What's, yeah, so Final Fantasy VI is the story of Terra. Uh, who is a, I'm just kidding, Jeff. You know what? what? I, w- I will say that Final Fantasy 16 has to be good because it has six in the name. It, that's so. very true. That's very, but it also has 10 in the name, and 10 is not one of my favorites. But Jeff, what's next on the docket? Um, I, I mean, I, we don't do want to go through like every game, I think no. we just kind of touch on nah. the big ones. We yeah, can talk about Miles, they oh, started off yeah. with, next. Uh, Miles is going to be one we're talking I about. I love, I love their take on the Tinkerer. That is right? is so fucking cool, and Especially also the tinker used to be just an old dude, just an old glasses. dude. Also, by the way, I am pretty sure that that's Yuri. Yes, I think it was. It was. I the voice sounded yeah. almost the same, and she she went she went rogue from the police force in the DLC. So I'm I'm reasonably certain that's who. That I'm is. pretty sure Tinkerer is Yuri. Um, but but what's interesting about that, and you know, uh. You know, Finn, especially for you, since you're another big comic book guy, is like you said, Chinkerer is traditionally like not what you would call a combatant. Um, and and but uh, one, Chinkerer is a woman here, which I think is really fucking cool. Uh, two, they gave her a dope fucking suit. That shit looks awesome. And three, she's fucking mixing it up. Like I've never seen the Tinkerer actually physically mix it up with anybody. Um, so uh, you know, yeah, Finn, what was your takeaway from that? My takeaway as a whole is that it looks incredible. Like I Spider-Man already is one of my favorite uh games, especially favorite comic book based games. One of my favorite games on the PlayStation. And then you're gonna add all of Miles's crazy 
like specialties, the spider shock or the venom shock. Yeah, the venom the shock. Camouflage and all the ways that played off and also making Tinkerer the bad guy means that your enemies have really inventive weapons. I it's don't not know that Tinker is going to be gun. the main bad guy, though. Probably not, because if anything we learned from Spider-Man, it's that they're they they're going to lead us with the first half, yeah. act one. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But I still like the concept. And they're even bringing in more obscure aspects of Marvel, like Roxxon's playing a big part in this game. And that's actually less of a Spider-Man and more of a Thor evil corporation. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, but, you know, like you've also got Molten Man who worked for Roxxon. So, you know, well, I'm all about it. Um, uh, Jeff, uh, in regards to uh, Miles Morales, what what impressed you most about the the very, very impressive uh, combat abilities we saw uh, on display with Miles? Um, I mean, it's been a hot minute since I played the PS4 one, but I, I think it was, it's tough with something like this. It's not just the same world. It's literally the same. He's still Spider-Man. Like, it's really hard not to make Miles feel like a skin swap. Um, and I think they, at least based on the trailer, they did a good job of making those abilities seem really unique and really... Uh, I, it's hard to say without playing it, but... Uh, I really got a sense from that, like, this isn't just, like, a different-looking Spider-Man. Like, he actually is going to play different, and you're going to be, um, you know, engaging in those encounters and stuff differently. Um, I, do, I do have s small concerns about the game. I just, I hope that the that the campaign length is sufficient to do Miles justice. Right. Um, I'm presuming they're going to go back to Peter. Uh, oh, for, for sure. The, yeah, they will. For the sequel. So, like, if they if that wasn't the case, then I'd be like, okay, whatever, but... Just the little bit of a budget price on, on the product and the fact um, I didn't know this. I don't know if this was news. Apparently, this comes with a full remastered version of the PS4 game. Uh, it's in the there's like a it deluxe is. edition. There's an ultimate edition. Yeah, that, okay. uh, that uh, has that in there. Like, I think it's okay. a was that announced before this? Like a, it was announced it was. after it. Oh, OK, yeah. What, yeah, just that part, one so. more. I, hey, there's a lot of things people missed about this conference. Um, I'll, I'll kick it over to Sarah and then Justin. Um, you know, something that Jeff had mentioned, Sarah, is the fact that, you know, we we don't know exactly how how meaty this game is going to be. And at forty nine ninety nine, as opposed to a full price game, I get the sense that this is kind of like an extended campaign dlc kind of like maybe longer than you know bigger than a dlc but not quite as big as a regular game um and insomniac has outright said that it's it's like comparable to like uncharted lost legacy okay okay so so by I, itself is a is is the same length it was ended up being the same length as pretty much standard uncharted i don't know i thought uncharted lost legacy was kind of short uh but uh it was like six to seven hours, which is the same as one through three. It's only Uncharted Four that's like up there, like fifteen, like The Last of Us. But so. I, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm wondering, Sarah, is um, were you hoping for something a bit meatier in uh, Miles Morales's kind of big, big, big PlayStation debut? Yeah. So I'm, I feel bad. I'm the wrong person to ask. I did not play the PS4 Spider-Man. Oh. I, I don't like Spider-Man as a character. I think he's kind uh -oh. of boring. Uh -oh. So I didn't play it. Well, that's it I'm for sorry. Sarah on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I like Miles though. I like Miles as a character way better than I like Peter. So I'm definitely interested in this one a okay. lot more. Um, but to me, from what what uh the Miles Morales game is kind of reminding me of was that old like place PlayStation three 
infamous like vampire title the one that had its own like uh single player mm. campaign to it yes because yeah. <laughs> festival of blood yes thank you <laughs> oh i remember because... that shit <laughs> yeah listen hear me out because when they announced what place what how, like how much playstation 5 games would be they said they would vary from 50 to 70 bucks and if this one's at 50 for just the base miles game i'm not expecting it to be like from from what i heard from as long as the original spider-man was i may be expecting it to be not exactly half of that but like like you guys mentioned how how long uncharted lost legacy was i'm at least hoping that they do miles justice from what i know about his character they better especially if they're making him like the star of his own game unless they do the dumb thing of like like having the having the notion that people already know who miles is and like all of his background stuff before jumping into it which i highly doubt that i just i just think if they make it any any more shorter i think that would be a a detriment on it especially if they want to show off what the ps5 can do putting it in like a six or seven hour camp campaign isn't exactly like yeah it's gonna do it but it's gonna be like oh i beat this in like a day or two depending on how long that you play for and then how much of the open world do you have after? Like, is it the whole open world as it was in Spider-Man? I'm sure we'll probably get, I mean, we'll probably get the entire city of New York, I would I imagine. So. Yeah. Um, Justin, I got a question for you about Miles Morales. If there was, and this is something that has I've been pouring over in my head uh, since uh, since yesterday, is, you know, I love what they've done with the Tinkerer. We know that that is, we, we're, I mean, come on, that's not the only villain in the game. Is there a particular Spider-Man bad guy that you want to see represented here? Because they've done some really cool things with some of the I, villains. I don't... So, I'm actually... That's actually something that I'm very curious about because, like, are they going to try to work Prowler in? Because Prowler is, oh, you know, yeah. Miles is big. Uh, that's is, like, uncle. a big one for Miles. Um, I was actually surprised because I remember we, like... When we saw like kind of the snippets of like the purple neon enemies and stuff in the uh, in the first trailer, I thought they were kind of taking you know Prowler with a similar That's what visual I thought. approach. Yeah, I thought like, it was going to be Prowler, like Spider Verse. Um, and so I, I'm really interested to see because I think I, I don't know. I actually do kind of like that this is kind of an interstitial game because you want to do Miles's like origin story and him learning how to be Spider Man. But, like, I feel like for what people would want from, like, Spider-Man 2, that would kind of take from it. And this way you could kind of go back and forth between an established Peter and an established Miles in the next game, which would be really, really cool, especially with some of the villains they set up that I do not think will be in Miles. I think they're going to save those for later. Um, you talk about you. You, you, you talk about like the really heavy hitters like Mysterio and Sandman, and you know, you know the Goblin. Well, I mean, there's the two that they pretty explicitly yeah. set up. Yeah, in, yeah. Um, but uh, so I actually don't know, which is why I'm excited to play it because I really like how Insomniac has kind of remixed a lot of these characters. Um, while keep, like they're true to the roots of the characters, while also being a unique take on it, I really like what insomniac did with the first game i'm super excited for this game and i just wanted to mention that in this trailer i love the animation work oh it's so like, good miles yeah. seems miles seems to have kind of a different way of movement about him. like he's still clearly you know spider-man but he does seem to kind of move differently than 
Peter does, which I think is really, really cool. Well, it, well it, it, um, it's like, you know, know. I'm super excited for this game. I love Miles. Like, I, I'm really glad we're getting a Miles-led game. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just excited. Well, no, it, 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 it's like Jeff said, right? Like, uh, I think it was, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I think it was Jeff who mentioned the fact that Miles looks, his combat looks uh, like, you know, different. They were able to kind of make a distinction between him and, and Peter. It doesn't look like they just took Peter Parker's moveset and you know added some different webbing which is what i was afraid uh they they were going to do <laughs> excuse me miles yeah. miles very much looks like he has his own unique fighting style finn you got your hand up finn you are muted finn you're <laughs> muted <laughs> I was doing typing and I didn't want to get it. Right. No, I don't know if I'm the only one that read the Spider-Man PS4 Marvel comic, but there is a villain introduced in that. It's kind of like a minor, more minor uh, Spider-Man villain, but it's already gotten a confirmed insomniac redesign. It's a, a character called Swarm who uses a bunch of bees and hornet powers. So... I want to see Swarm as a minor villain because when's the last time you're going to see Swarm? Also, let's bring Hydro Man back and Captain Boomerang. Bring in Captain Boomerang. I want Stilt Man. Give me motherfucking Stilt Man. Stilt Man needs his time to shine. Stilt um, Man can only show up if Daredevil shows up as, so a, as a cameo. In all seriousness. That's, that's how they would get me is if they bring in Daredevil. Bring in like Daredevil. In all, honestly, in, Spider, in like Spider-Man 2, if they show that like reveal trailer, then they do that like after the logo thing. And fucking Daredevil shows up, you would have me interested. So, I would be interested in playing Spider-Man game. So, so like, what I would really want to see is what one of the things I loved about uh, the first Spider-Man game was the fact that we saw Mister Negative, right? Who uh, Martin Lee is a really really cool villain, and he's you know he's been around for about a decade now. But comparative to like you know Green Goblin and Mysterio and Craven, like he is he's new. He hasn't been around anywhere near as long as they have. I would like to see this game. Um, bring in new, newer, cooler villains. Uh, like like Morlin, for example, is a great Spider-Man villain, and he he's almost killed Peter Parker numerous times. Uh, I think Morlin would have uh, Morlin would or like you know Morbius would. He's an older one, but you, you don't really get to see Morbius gotta, in video games very much. Got to do the movie tie-in, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to do the movie tie-in. Um, also, he's not really a villain any, any No, he's more of an anti Marvel I mean, villain, yeah, yeah marking him as like a weird vampire anti-hero, which I would be down for just seeing. <laughs> I mean, like that's kind of what he is in the comic books now anyway. He's you know, but but um I would be down for seeing Insomniac. Yeah, absolutely. That. Um uh so d- did anybody have anything else they wanted to talk about with uh Miles Morales before we moved on? We should get to Demon Souls next. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say we gotta go to Demon Souls because yeah. that demo was yeah. Oh, it looks but, and it's a can, can I actually, game. But why we've already played it. Can can I actually start the conversation you on this may one? Which is why I was so impressed with it. So I didn't get a chance to watch it till later. And so I actually got to watch the like the actual like 60 FPS trailer. Um this game's gonna have two modes, and so I was kind of shocked that they showed off the performance mode, not the, like, big graphics mode. There's a version that, like, is going to look better than this that you can play on your PS5, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, and it was, like, a real 60 FPS mode. It wasn't just uncapped. And, like, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the From games. I played a little bit of Demon's Souls. I kind of ended up giving it, giving it up. 
um, after a few hours. Bloodborne is the only other one I have played. I did fully complete Bloodborne. I got the true ending and stuff. So I did complete that, but like just from watching this, like the audio design and the animations on top of just the incredible amount of detail and the just thick are, atmosphere. The animations are insanely stuff. good. Those stood out to me. Like from isn't going to release from themselves is not going to release a game that looks this good. Oh, this God, generation, no. I don't Jesus, think. no. Um, like this was honestly some of, I think this is the most impressive next gen footage that we have I seen. I agree. It had 100%. Somebody timed, somebody timed the load time transitions and they were 0.8 seconds. And like, those were long on PS3 and like, it looks like this. It runs like this. Like, and like, honestly, the quick load times too. Like, I think I'm much going to be much more willing to put up with kind of the weird idiosyncrasies of Demon Souls uh, because, hey, I can get back in the fight real quick if I mess up. People, uh, it's going to feel better to control the character. I mean, it looks amazing. I'll tell you I want to see what's around the next corner. I'll, I'll, t- um, I'll tell you what, though, it, Justin. A lot of people did not play. It, it, no, more pe- Far more people have played the Dark Souls games than they did Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Demon Souls is harder yeah. than all the Dark Souls games, and people are in for a rude fucking awakening when they boot this one up for the first time. Like, Demon Souls, like, the Flame Lurker, the man, like, it, the Flame Lurker is one of the hardest bosses, in, like, or, or King Allant. Old King Allant is one of the, I mean, people are not fucking ready for how difficult this game is. Jeff. John, John, I hate to do this. I hate to bring up this discourse again, but you just made me think of it. Do we, A, think this is going to be a little bit easier? Or B, do we think it's going to have difficulty settings? I hope it has difficulty settings. Please, uh, please have difficulty I settings. I hope it does too. Do we? Do we think it will? They've, no, I, don't. I think it will. They've said there are going to be some new modes. Okay. And I mean, it could have just been for trailer purposes, but the player was doing more damage than typical okay. for even that tutorial area in the video that we saw. I, so who knows? I would love to see difficulty settings just because mm-hmm. ableism or, or, you know, it, it sucks. Gatekeeping sucks. And, yes. and, you know, everybody should be able to play and enjoy these games. Um, and I, this is somebody who is a massive, massive souls fan. Um, I, that being said, like apart from some balancing, I think you'll see some balancing, but unfortunately I don't think they are going to actually institute difficulty uh, or different tiers of difficulty uh, in in Demon Souls. Um, so, as much as I would like to see that, I, I don't think that's going to happen. To it would be Blue Point because I don't trust From to do it, but Blue Point yeah. might. But but also, um, I mean, I mean, From is going to have a large amount of input in into what goes. I mean, I, I mean, it's a From software game. It's just it's being remade by Blue Point, but there, I guarantee you, there's been a lot of left seat, right seat going on uh, for this one. Um, it, and From is actually not listed on any of the development stuff. It's Japan <laughs> Studio, Sony Japan Studio, and Blue Point. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I, I, I refuse to believe that Miyazaki hasn't had a big hand in this. I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, Having said that, uh, you know, I, I like I said, I, I hope there are difficulty uh, tiers instituted into this new remake of Demon Souls. Um, I don't care how many people it pisses off. Like let 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 yeah. people let people play. I don't see the big fucking deal. Um, but uh, and it was Steven Spawn who 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 made me realize that actually. So you know, shout out to Steven. Um, Sarah, you looked like you had something to say. 
Yeah. So, um, one after this, if if it's okay, I want to go into the Resident Evil Eight trailer, please, a tiny bit. Sure. Because, yes, please. I would like I would like to discuss okay. that. Uh, and the lack of Silent Hill, but that's something else. I I hate how interesting the new Demon Souls looks to me because I played that game when I was way too young to understand like that kind of difficult like di- difficulty, and it pissed me off after dying constantly that I just never touched it again. And I hate how just damn beautiful and interesting this remake looks with with the three D audio that was hitting me like just and it's gonna sound dumb but just hearing the creaks in the wood as the person was running over that doesn't it, sound dumb at all it's it, it, like, that's immersion like it like it shook like it, it kind of gave me goose goosebumps like being able to hear all of the like hitting of uh, of the shield hitting yours like that hit me to a point where I literally looked at my screen and I'm like, this is next gen. I'm like, this looks so, next gen. It sounds next gen. It probably plays reason. next gen. Yes. And I just, and I know I'm not going to get diff- difficulty options and that's fine, but at least give me like Justin men- mentioned, give me different modes. Maybe give me a mode where I start off with my stats being a little bit higher. Maybe give me a mode where enemies deal like, less damage but doesn't change the different the like dif- difficulty of it like give me a chance to play this without wanting to pick up my playstation 5 and throw it out my window because i keep dying that's the soul's like, experience that's 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 mm-hmm. the crux of the whole soul's I don't experience. Want that experience. <laughs> justin go ahead bud so sorry i just kind of wanted to bounce off that but the 3d audio <laughs> thing is something i've been thinking about a lot i know people have had some accessibility concerns and talking about like haptic feedback and resistance and stuff on the dual sense but another thing sony has talked about is this 3d audio and like and haptics being used kind of as instead of have like miles they said instead of having on-screen triggers for like when an enemy attack is coming you're also going to feel spider sense in the controller from the direction they're coming from you're also going to hear it and for pe- people that might, um, I mean, for me, I love that stuff just for general immersion, um, uh, general immersion and stuff. But like, I think some of that stuff could also be really cool for like people that are hard, um, hard of hearing to have mm-hmm. a physical input. Um, people that, you know, can't see as well to have that kind of input um, for playing some of these games. And I think Demon Souls is actually a great example of that because like being able to hear and tell that there's like an enemy around the corner will, will make the game like way easier for a lot of people. I even even if like, you know, you're not somebody who is struggling with accessibility normally. Um I'm really interested and unfortunately due to COVID, we haven't had too many like hands-on impressions of things like that because there's just no safe way to do it. Um but I'm really kind of excited to hear about how that stuff is and experience it for myself. Jeff, did you have your hand up, or was I mistaken? No, I was going to say we got we got a lot to get to. Yeah, so we let's... should go to RE8 soon. Does Finn have anything on on Demon Souls? Nope. <laughs> well, do you have any opinion on Souls games at all, Finn? <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, I was I I Demon Souls was my first one. I was one of the only people to grab that collector's edition when it popped up. Oh, wow. I was like, this looks cool. So I still have it with the little cl- strategy guide <laughs> built into the game case. So, I mean, I've been playing them for a while. I'm just not as huge into them like John. So I saw this and I was like, cool, I'm going to get it. And that's where it ended. 
Finn, Finn, Finn is solid. Finn, Finn is a man of honesty. Um, do you guys want to let Sarah kick uh, the RE8 uh, section off? Go, Go for, for it. it, Sarah. Why don't you uh, throw us? Uh, why don't you bring us into Resident Evil Eight? Okay, so uh, the the trailer that they showed at the PlayStation conference, you can argue it didn't have much story stuff to it. It was just showing you like, oh hey, what are you fighting? The little bit of story background to it. Don't get me started on the fan theory that. Leon is one of Chris's crazy like conspirators because that's a thing that's going around now and that's it's whatever so the one thing I'm very interested in is the trailer basically confirmed the fan theory that they're going with I don't know if anyone remembers Resident Evil 3.5 it was that original 4 demo that they showed at E3 Mm -hmm. way back in the early 2000s with the whole haunted haunted house and the like suits of armor and stuff it looks like they're going that direction, and holy fuck, if they can pull this off with making this a mainline Resident Evil title and and adding, like, zombie werewolves and bringing back the fucking merchant at the end. Like, that guy people think is the merchant from the Resident Evil 4, and I am I am all here for not what forgetting that Resident Evil 4 exists. Exactly! I am just... Sorry, my like brain is all over the place, but it's just because the fact that Capcom is going way back to what 3.5 was... Ooh, shiny box. Sorry, guys. Ooh, nice uh, job. The, uh, the, the fact that Capcom's going back to what uh, 3.5 was and actually saying, hey, we're not afraid to use some of this stuff. There's, It looks like there's a cult in it. It looks like that the werewolves can carry weapons. That it's not like they're just coming at you. Like, Very Resident so Evil. Much... Like, the whole thing, it just gives me massive Resident Evil 4 vibes. Like, yeah. from top to bottom. Yeah, and and again, I'm not going to go into the fan theories where this is the village from like four, or this is related to four. It's and plus Capcom saying it's not Resident Evil Eight; they're saying it's Resident Evil Village. Eight's in the title. That's so weird. That is so weird. It's extremely weird because like Capcom has come out and and actually corrected like articles from like companies, and they say, "Hey, it's not Resident Evil Eight. It's Resident Evil I'll just, Village. I'll just, I'll just, you know, on the subject of Resident Evil, I'll just, I'll go ahead and tell you, um, real quick that I one time uh, went through a Burger King drive-through and went up to the. I was actually in the Marine Corps when I did this, and I, uh, they said, "Hello, Burger King, can I take your order?" Blah blah blah. And I said, "What are you selling?" No. And, and they were like, "Pardon." And I then I, I, I oh made my, my order and I went up to take it and I went, <laughs> thank you. And oh, I got I, I I think I scared the shit out of the poor out of, out of the people. Uh, please don't do this to the people. Yeah. Yeah, please, don't. <laughs> so please don't bother. I was twenty. Workers. I was twenty one years old. I was a I was a stupid you know ass lance corporal. Turns out, it turns out that that's the origin of the sir. This is a Wendy's. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where. It, so so. But so I actually want to throw this out. Please. You guys, um, because there's a lot of people going around who are saying like, oh, I don't get why Resident Evil is having like werewolves in it. I don't get well, werewolves. I keep calling them werewolves when they're just weird zombies with a bunch of hair. I don't I don't know. But to I don't know how you guys are. Obviously, look at my discord username. I don't know how deep you guys are into Resident Evil. But when you first saw those, were you into it? Did you think that were you excited that you got (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i want to hear justin yeah, yeah justin justin go ahead bud i i i'm so into this take like i mean resident evil is such like a weird wide franchise with so many mm-hmm. things fuck it throw all that shit in who cares like you can explain all of it with umbrella stuff like 
it looks really cool. I'm glad we're getting another first person, Resident Evil. I really liked Seven, but I know a lot of the fan base reacted kind of negatively I fucking to there loved being it. a first person perspective. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and then, especially after the reception of like Resident Evil Two, I wasn't sure that we'd get another one. I'm really excited we're getting another one. Um, I'm trying to go through all of my thoughts really quick. But like, yeah. one thing I also want to mention about it, on top of just loving the vibe and look of this game, is there's a point... I, I rewatched it, actually, just uh, like about an hour before we um, we went live. There's a section of the trailer that's almost like Tim Burton animation. Yeah, almost. yeah. It, you know, that's, it reminded me of Coraline. Yeah, and it's super cool and super unexpected for Resident Evil. And I really, and like, I mean, on top of the setting and the other creatures and stuff, I really hope they double down on there being a lot of different stuff in this game for the series. Um, I'm, I'm super into what they've shown. And I'm glad they kind of haven't given too much away of it. Mm-hmm. I, I really just want to, uh, you know, experience it in game. So I'm super excited for RE8. Or village i guess <laughs> so as far as as far as i go for resident evil 8 um I'm, I'm i'm calling it 8 i don't give a fuck what capcom says it's resident evil 8 um i remember and correct me if i'm wrong i remember hearing somewhere that that uh hallucinations and psychosis are going to be um a, a large factor in this game because of because of because of you know the the new virus that is present in the game so like a lot of the parent I don't think I've heard that one. so so and, and the reason they said that it like so like there's going to be you remember how Resident Evil 4 had the hook man and there was going to be a lot of paranormal shit yeah, going on yeah. um there's going to be some of that here and it it'll be explained away with you know Ethan getting infected and there's like Again. he's yeah right and he's seeing shit and he's hallucinating and that will explain some of the paranormal stuff um no i don't think those are actually werewolves uh i think they're just i you know they're just mutated humans although i will say i'm super fucking curious as to who that van helsing motherfucker uh is like like <laughs> like because I, I was like okay that is a little on the nose like that motherfucker is that's van helsing i'm sorry that's just that's dr van helsing um, i mean if you want to know the the uh, fan theory is that lewis and Resident Evil Ford that he faked his own death and that it's him <laughs> I, I mean, I saw that him is, get stabbed through the that's, chest. That's the crazy Resident Evil fan theory. That's that is, going yeah, is, that, is that I, he's John. John, when has that meant anything? In you know, no, that's not Luis Sarah. <laughs> Come on, it's not Luis Sarah. Although, it, what it I, just so, to me that we're talking about Resident <laughs> Evil, and I forgot Sarah's na- username is Chris Redfield's sweet ass. I feel like we need to address. We that. do, yeah. So, but I mean, it, here's I will the take thing. no questions. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Though. Is she wrong? Thank you. I mean, I don't know that I've seen his ass rendered in like modern game. I mean, dude, I'm a dude. I mean, dude. Guess what? You're gonna get to see it in first person, first person, next gen, like ray trace, curvature, sixty FPS. You're gonna see. You're you're gonna see the curvature of his sweet ass in the long shadows of the magic hour in in first person, uh, in Resident Evil Eight. Like, dude, 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 dude. I'm a dude as a straight man. Chris Redfield's got a nice ass. Like, I'm not even. I'm not gonna fuck around. Like, this shit is sculpted and toned. Like, it's it's not bad at all. Plus, um, it's the one thing about him that has not changed in about four games. Right. Yeah. Well, and so speaking of Chris Redfield, let's let's talk about the other big elephant in the room with Resident Evil Eight, which is evil Chris Redfield. 
I don't think and so. Who, who straight I up murders Mia right in front of Ethan. And uh, and so, Justin, <laughs> Justin, you look like you've got to, you've got something to like say to about this. Okay. <laughs> the thing that's so funny is like, they used a character that died, what, four times in the last game and came back, like getting killed as like the thing that Chris is evil. And it's like, you killed her twice in the tutorial of Resident Evil 7. She's gonna be fine. <laughs> and also, like, it's pretty clear that she's not really a good a good guy in this in the scheme of yeah. things in Resident Evil from seven. So like, it's, it's so, it's so obvious she's going to come back and that there's going to be a whole lot more to that. <laughs> I want to comment on something I saw. It was Sam. I think he said, sorry, Ethan, Leon failed me. The Redfield bloodline is on your shoulders. now." <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, why don't you go ahead and give us a take on evil, evil Chris so- Redfield. So I'm not going to go into plot details because everyone needs to play Resident Evil. In in the recent games, he's been not trusting of his own gover- government for like a while, uh, especially with like one of his own organizations that he founded basically getting corrupted from the inside out. Chris hasn't been trusting of people for like four games. I, honestly, I don't think he's evil. I think he's just finally snapped to an extent where, where, where he's like, okay, if they're not going to get shit done, then I'm going to get it done. So I don't exactly think that he's evil. I just think that this is what Ethan sees and this is what the game's showing us. Like, oh, he's going to bust in. He's going to knock Ethan out. And he's going to shoot his wife straight in the face. Because like Justin said, Mia was hinted at working with the evil people from the beginning of Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to trust her. So obviously Chris has a vendetta. He wants to get that shit out. Ethan... Ethan and us find him evil, but I don't think that's what's going on. I think Capcom's going to pull something on I'm us. I'm sure you're probably right. You and know, be like, and oh, hey, he was actually the good guy like he's been this entire series. I want, you know what? I'm just looking forward to the discourse between about who's got the better ass, uh, Bruce Banner or or Chris Redfield. Like that's, that's the real, no. that's the real discussion no. that we there, need to have in 2021. There is no discourse, John. <laughs> <laughs> there is none. I'm not even going to uh. fight over this. There is none. So, so as far as uh, uh, other PlayStation stuff goes, uh, Jeff, um, Jeff, go ahead. There's no. one more game that yeah, worth I was mentioning. Say, I, I really want us <laughs> to get to the direct stuff. The Monster Hunter news is pretty big, so. Um, I was going to say, do we even want to touch on the pre-order stuff, Justin? What was the other game you were gonna you were gonna mention? The God of War announcement? Yeah, we should talk about... Okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yay, more God of War! I mean, I mean you know, like, I, I love... about that. But that's the thing, like, like, what's there to really talk about? Like, we saw a logo, and we know it's, you know, God of War Ragnarok. The, the year 2021, mm-hmm. for the release date, I think is very, um, shall we say, ambitious. Yeah. Um, for Three that years title, I am from the last. I one, mean, it's been a while, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm skeptical about that one, yeah. but if they pull it off, it'll be awesome. Like, there's not really much to say. It was like the most teaser ass teaser. <laughs> like, oh, they, oh, dude, they Metroid. Um, for, they, they, dude, they Metroid for the fuck out of that thing. Like, it was, it was a logo. Yeah, That's all but, it was. Um, but I mean, it's basically the same thing Sony did. Like on PS4 launch day, they announced Uncharted 4 with a teaser. Let's hope this game doesn't end up getting rebooted like that game does, like that game did. Um, but I'm excited to see it. I'm glad it got it announced, and 
I'm going to play that. Uh, so, I'm just yes, excited. You should probably get on to the other stuff. I'm, I'm just excited to like, like headlock Thor and probably like pop his head off with like Kratos' giant biceps. Like, I'm just like well prepared to fight the entire Norse pantheon. So <laughs> I'm just like, fucking let's go. Throw like Thor at us. Throw fucking Odin at us. Like, let's just go. <laughs> so I've been waiting since that God of War teaser at the end of the original when Thor just shows up. I'm like, we're ready to go. <laughs> you know, I, I love the uh, I, I love the first God of War. Um, and uh, getting to talk to Corey Barlog about about his thought process into mm. into you know kind of reshaping Kratos as this this figure full of regret was still probably one of my all time video game highlights. So I've got a lot of fond memories of that game. Um, that being said, uh, I, I I I agree with. Just, I think 2021 is ambitious for this especially since all we saw was a logo and and that's it um technically the game doesn't have a title sony santa monica put out a statement saying that the game's title isn't god of war ragnarok oh well there like, you go so like some people were thinking it's called it's officially known as a new game in the god of war series i hope they call it the untitled god of war game that's what they need to call it punk untitled kratos game the next entry in the God of War connected universe. <laughs> the, the God of War <laughs> cinematic universe. Um, so did we want to talk about... It uh, looks like there were some people in chat who wanted us to talk about pre-orders. So I think we can say fuck it and do both. If we go 10 minutes over... I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine. So, so how about them pre-orders? Uh, so yeah, that uh, that was a whole thing. So, so we... We did we didn't get any information about actual pre-orders during the conference itself, but luckily uh, uh, Daddy Jeff was there on Twitter to 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 take care of us. And Scott Jeff Jeff Keely. and fucking <laughs> like so so you know so fucking weird. <laughs> this is just the strangest fucking thing. Okay, so Jeff gets on Twitter and he says. To be clear, we're talking about Jeff, well, Jeff Keeley, Keeley, not, not Jeff, not 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 podcast Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, this is all your fault. <laughs> so, so pre-orders will open tomorrow, right? That's what he says. Tomorrow being well. tomorrow being today, um, and all of a sudden, uh, well, wait, I am hearing that some retailers might open pre-orders today. You know, stay. You know, just be ready, and then, like, I don't know, maybe. 45 minutes later, out of fucking nowhere, Walmart's like, hey, here's some PS5 pre-orders. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And so there's this mad rush. And then 30 minutes later, GameStop's like, you know what? Here's some PS5 pre-orders. And uh, by the way, at this point, Sony has not sent out any of those emails saying, be the first ones to pre-order PS5. So I got a funny story about that. Hold on, hold on. I got a funny story about that. Real quick, real quick. So, so, So then... Best Buy's like, fuck it. We're doing pre-orders. Let's do pre-orders. The website completely gets the most. It's the most <laughs> fucked up I have ever seen a retail website get. And then Amazon and like, so Amazon was like, you know what? Or uh, Wario sixty four on Twitter was like, Amazon's going to go live with pre-orders at midnight, right? The the pre-order le- link leaked twenty minutes early. And within a minute, everything on Amazon was sold out. And so people logged out to Amazon at midnight to go pre-order the PS5, and it was already fucking gone. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, people are people are like Xbox is just Microsoft just eating this up. 
right? Like, like, like they're, they're, they literally threw the best shade I've ever seen today when they tweeted out, we will let you know exactly when pre-orders are going to, are going to be available in parentheses. Very, it was, it was great. Whoever's running the Xbox, uh, social media account for the past month has just been firing on all fucking cylinders. Okay, um, but Xbox knows the same shit's going to happen, right? Uh, but, but at least they're so, preparing people. Somebody's going to, here's like, the thing. It's, it's, I think it's going to leak. It's going to blow up. It's going to just, Somebody's going to what happened basically was is Walmart pulled the trigger early and then everybody else rushed to get it up because Walmart is a big retailer. And and I'm worried the same is going to happen, even if there is a set time for Xbox. I hope mm-hmm. it doesn't. Well, I hope it goes what, well for people. 3080 today. It will. The 3080. OK, because it's not New about Ag- Microsoft. It's not about Microsoft. It's about the storefronts crashing yeah. from the load right. of people. Yeah. So the fact actually the fact that we know what time they exactly go up. It's just like the 3080. We knew nine o'clock, but it didn't matter. Or EST, but that's actually going to make it worse because now everyone yeah. instead of exactly the, instead of only the people that saw the tweet that it's up, it's now everybody all mm-hmm. at once. But they all have it on their browser already right now. So, and just but, but here's the thing, them. though, guys. Here's the thing. Does like I know for a fact, and I don't know what it is for Walmart. I know for a fact that Amazon has to ask permission. They have to get the okay from these companies before they actually open pre-orders. Is that the same? Is that is is that the case with Walmart and Target and GameStop as well? I don't know. They no. don't care. No, they don't care. It's too hot. It was too hot of an item. They didn't care. Uh, like so, I want to mention those like special open early pre order things. Oh my because... god, so good. <laughs> so I didn't get I... it. I was extraordinarily lucky that I happened to see the Wario tweet about targets going up immediately. I have no idea how it got through, but I got a pre-order. Uh, so did I. And like, yep. and um, so I was I was shocked by that because um, I had to type in all my information and everything on the. Uh, on the, to log in and everything. I'm like, there's no way this is going to work, but it worked. I got an email at midnight last night from Sony. Hey, you've been selected to be one of the first to pre-order the PlayStation 5. Great. Um, late, late. Uh, you, can, you can pre-order it. You can pre-order it on Friday. And they, send me a custom, they sent me a custom link. And here's the funniest part. I can't even give it to somebody that might have missed out on a pre-order. Because I got mine pre-ordered. I'm not going to bother with multiple pre-orders. Um, I it's linked to my PSN account. If if I give it to somebody else, it could hurt my PSN account. That's so right. fucking so, like, dumb. So it's it's so stupid. Like I I have a couple friends that I I would happily just be like, hey, just use my link. But nope, it's linked to your PSN, so you can't even share. That's it. So stupid. Uh, I mean, Walmart was kind of doing, Walmart was kind of doing a stupid thing. I got very, very lucky, and I saw one of uh, Wario's original tweets that said Walmart still has systems up, and I jumped on that shit, wasn't expecting to get it. It declined my debit card at first, because I never shopped at Walmart in my life, and my debit card was like, what is this $536 (laughs) that you're spending? And I was like, no! But I had to use another card, but I got it, and I've been literally checking my phone every thirty minutes, making sure they they don't cancel it. So, but what Walmart was doing, they were canceling orders that had ordered more than one. That's good, anyway. No, so, it's good, 
but also um, imagine if you if you're not working but your friend is right and your friend's like hey i can pay you to get this for that's me. true and yeah. you and you yeah. order it and then all of a sudden both of your orders are canceled which yes it is part of a good thing because that means walmart was on top of scalpers which yep. is surprisingly good i'm all down for it make sure we actually get a chance to get it just, but if you were getting some which to is say, better hey, than any of these 30 yeah. 80 pre-orders oh, today yeah. holy yeah. crap oh god and but it's like imagine if you're a parent and you're getting one for you and one for your kid mm-hmm. or your or your friends working and you're getting one for that well now both of your orders are canceled so because walmart thinks that you're scalping when you're just being a nice person or getting one for your kid for christmas or one for yourself so so sarah sarah mentioned something that i i, I think um needs to be touched on and and i'm reassured by it so I so I got my pre-order on Target and I was trying to get a second pre-order somewhere else because I was afraid it might get canceled, you know. Um, but <laughs> today Walmart and Target opened up more pre-orders, which gives me a lot more confidence that yep, same, same. I feel a lot better. Yeah, I feel a lot better with that now because okay, I don't need to try to bust my ass to to get a, a backup pre-order because if Target and Walmart are like, hey, we got more pre-orders, then that tells me we're probably okay. Mm-hmm. Um so 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 that's a good thing. <laughs> Um, relieved <laughs> yeah like finn what about you man did, did you get your ps5 pre-order in no no i tried everywhere and then i also failed to get a 3080 today and it's just been very sad 24 hours but you're gonna be a... why you're so sad finn you're gonna what? be a, you're gonna be a dad soon yeah. you got that baby pre-order locked that's good the baby pre-order <laughs> is locked in <laughs> You can't cancel you got that. that. You got that. <laughs> Finn and I, Finn and I are going to start a, 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 an SDGC, a new SDGC podcast about, and we're going to talk about being a dad and it's going to call dad's no, cast. no dual daddies. We're going to be, it's going to be Finn, Finn and John mm. dual, dual daddies and dual daddy you might want to workshop that name a little no, bit. no it's good no, no 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 it's good it's good it's, it's good old. we're gonna get all kinds of uh great feedback it's gonna be fantastic um, it's gonna be no, fantastic but see, the problem is that's why i gotta lock these things in now this holiday because come march i can't justify next gen <laughs> but if i get it now I already have it. What's you're not going to have time to play games. Yeah, I I think it's like so. Let me enjoy my launch game. Dude, as somebody help, as somebody who raised as somebody who 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 has a 12 year old and raised an infant, I find it hilarious that you think you're going to have time for video games when that kid comes. It's that that that's rich. But um, do we uh anything else on uh on uh PlayStation before we uh hit up Monster Hunter real quick? Justin, you know what? Let's go to Monster Hunter. There's more we could talk about, but let's just go to Monster Where's Hunter because Silent Hill, Sony, come on! You know, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's real. Some people, some real. people, to me, uh, you know what I saw on Twitter today? I don't today? believe in Konami. Donnie on, on Twitter, Donnie said some people believe in the Tooth Fairy, some people believe in Santa Claus, and some people believe in Silent Hill on PS5. Ouch! <laughs> Ouch! It's so good. Listen. Listen, where did the, where did that dead dead by daylight collab come from? There has to be something. Jeff just that one just come out of nowhere. Jeff just said something in chat. Do you guys remember when that that website said that Microsoft paid like a billion dollars for the Silent Hill IP? Oh, and just the three billion, three <laughs> billion. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I love Silent Hill, but come on. I, mean, I don't. I don't, I don't think. Hope. 
all the all the xbox i remember that all the xbox fanboys were like suck it playstation owners and it's like what guys microsoft isn't paying three billion dollars for the silent hill ap like come on like and even if they did like it's it's not some kind of huge own or anything. I mean, I like Silent Hill, but that's Jesus. not a good investment. Yeah, like, like <laughs> let them fucking have it. Three billion dollars. Wow, the seething hate I feel. No, I love hurts. Silent Hill too. It's one of the greatest horror games of all time. But it it's, hurts. It's not worth three, $3 billion dollars. It's like Doctor Evil. It's like three billion dollars. <laughs> Like I'm sorry, that's just my fa- that's my favorite BS rumor ever. <laughs> yeah. Because like the site that posted it, like usually at least like vets their stuff better, and like that one actually gained traction. And it's like, do you guys do you guys know how money works? Do you know <laughs> no. like how how many copies the Silent Hill games no. have sold? But <laughs> it's it's the <laughs> There's a funniest reason. There's a reason. It's one we, of the funniest things I've ever heard. There's a reason the only Silent Hill game we've had since Homecoming is that Book of Shadows or whatever it was called for Vita. Oh, please, please <laughs> don't mind me of that. Oh, I got that for shadows. Christmas and was disappointed That's in like ten minutes. Really, really depressing. Just all right. So uh, we'll, we'll 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 close out the night with a little Monster Hunter talk. So we had a partner a partner direct mini tonight, which. Um. Uh, what is interesting? In what's interesting about this is that they opened it up by saying they're. I mean, they they said they're going to have more this year, which I think is you know, which I think is interesting. Um, one thing that I uh, before we get into Monster Hunter, one thing that I was expecting to be there that was not was the fact that I, I am confident that Bravely Default Two is getting delayed into next year. Like I. I, I don't think I, I mean I think the writing's on the wall for that one. Um, and maybe we'll get maybe we'll hear it next week at TGS. Who knows? Um, I remember we were waffling on Xenoblade Chronicles too. You had did you have a bet with Agnello? And on yeah, that? and I won that bet. Because they it, they held that right till the right end. Right till yeah, I was starting to sweat a little bit on that one. I was like, oh man, <laughs> like uh, Anthony. Um, but um, but uh, shout out to Anthony by the way. Um, we need to have him back on. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I was expecting Bravely Default to to be delayed, I, and I'm confident it will be. I'm just surprised we didn't hear it here today. But uh, Monster Hunter, a, a, a brand new Switch exclusive Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, it looks fucking impressive. Um, mm-hmm. I, it looks really good, and the combat looks much faster and snappier than what we're used to uh, from traditional Monster Hunter games. Um, and it's running on the RE engine, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which um, is even more impressive because uh, that's really the, cool. The uh, Resident Evil team has gone on record saying that they tried to get the RE engine working on Switch to get Resident Evil Seven on Switch. That's why they had to stream and, it, and yeah. they yeah, and and they couldn't do it. They were like, we just couldn't get it to work on a cartridge. So the fact they got it to work with Monster Hunter has really good repercussions for every other Capcom game going forward. To maybe be running on the switch if they get something like monster hunter going that means they must have spent time working on the engine to work on the switch hard hardware the thing that's also exciting about that is so far re engine has only really worked with like strong photogrammetry and asset Mm -hmm. scanning pipelines Mm -hmm. for very realistic looking games like the resident evil games have been using scanned actors scanned models um I, i mean it looks it looks phenomenal for those games but you know people were wondering if these games could even work for more stylized mm-hmm. um, games. And, you know, 
a Switch Monster Hunter, it's very colorful, really good yeah. effects. It's got monsters like like it shows that now RE Engine is at a point where it can be more flexible for a lot <laughs> more varied types of games than just like like really realistic looking. Have we titles. seen Have we seen a game on RE Engine with like this big of like areas and stuff like that? Uh, I know Devil, pretty no. Devil May Cry Five ran on the RE. Yeah, that's engine, right. But, yeah, but, but it was but still like, co- they corridors still and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah this is they the also biggest, still these are the biggest actors. areas. Yeah. Okay. So, so these, Devil, these so are the Devil biggest areas. From anime. Now, this is yeah, the so, this is yeah. the first game on Switch that's running on RE Engine, right? Like yes. this is this is this, yes. is, this not, is the first one. Not counting Resident Evil Seven streaming right. on the Switch. So, yes. like you said, Sarah, this sets a great precedent for Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and because um, that means Capcom wanted to get to work. They right. put and, a team. They get this to work on the Switch. Well, and and what's and what, the team did it. What's cool about this is the fact that Monster Hunter World brought like Monster Hunter was always popular, but it wasn't. It it, it was also kind of niche at the same time. Uh, Monster Hunter World brought that franchise to a, a much broader audience, and it ended up what it was like Capcom's best selling game ever. Um. Uh. If, yeah. Close to yeah. It. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I think it's, it's like it's oh, well over 10 million copies. Yeah. It might even be a like like Monster Hunter is one of their premier franchises now, and on and the way that we know software sells on the Nintendo Switch, this game's gonna be fucking huge. Um. And I have a theory. The release date for Monster Hunter Rise is March 26th. I think that's the day we're going to see the Switch Pro release i thought you're gonna say that's that when seems, we see the monster hunter fair. movie from uh with mila i saw that sarah had taken her headphones off sarah what i was saying was is that um the release date for monster hunter rise is march 26th i think that's the day we're going to see the switch pro launch i think that would be a great yeah. title oh yeah to, oh yeah to yep. launch, especially for right. the re engine yep. to like show what the engine can do on a handheld system 100 percent. is there actually going to be a switch pro there will this is, be yeah sorry, this no, is I, there's too much there's too much smoke around bloomberg, it, it's actually like a bloomberg report on yeah. this one yeah okay yeah. Like, yeah. not a, it just came out like two days ago yeah where, it, yeah and they, and they said they have if schreier says it i believe developer it. quote and they have multiple yeah. developer quotes on this one yeah. like this so. is one that seems extremely reliable um, and you know, uh, we also have to talk about, uh, Monster Hunter, uh, stories too, which looks fucking delightful. Um, that just looks like, like a, like a, that looks like a Finn game and, and a John game. Like I, I like Monster Hunter, <laughs> but Monster Hunter stories too looks like exactly my fucking shit. What about you, Finn? So this first stories didn't really grab me but the switch one looked nice so i'll give it i'll be giving it a try because if there's one thing i've learned about the switch generation it's that every switch version of a game is the best version that's true unless your name is zelda that's mm-hmm. almost got you to say that's true Ooh, no yeah but yeah no you you failed <laughs> you failed um but yeah no i um i, I was so, very sorry what's the difference between stories and regular monsters <laughs> so stories is an actual jrpg like it's a turn-based oh, yeah. like yeah. yeah it's like it's like anime style i think there's an actual anime based off of it right. that they just recently put out like it's more like a cute chibi 
monster mm-hmm. hunter. What, what I thought okay. was what I thought was great about this though is that like you know uh, the new like the new signature monster in Monster Hunter Rise. What was it called? Magmalamo or something like that. But I can't remember the name. <laughs> but it was like Magmalamo or something like that. But but they said we can't show you the whole monster because we don't want to. And then like five minutes later, they're like, here's the amiibo from Magmalamo, and it's the whole fucking monster. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, what? You just said I that. missed that. I was like, you just said that you can't fucking show that. Okay, whatever. That's one way to do it. But like, obviously, it wasn't intentional. But I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, but uh, if you follow Nick on Twitter, I loved watching Nick's reactions to Monster Hunter. Like, cause we we all know Nick Nick loves Monster Hunter. Um, but uh, yeah, no this this looks this looks great. Um, and I think it's something that. It looks like a nut because I know that a lot of longtime Monster Hunter fans were a little disappointed with some of the new interpretations on the game that World did. Um, and I think Monster Hunter Rise looks like a nice, uh, a, a nice uh, compromise between the old school, like, you know, Monster Hunter Generation style play and the new kind of bigger open areas uh, that Monster Hunter World uh, showed the um the the I, I can't remember what it's called but the um the grappling bug that you just grapple through the air that looks fucking cool i i cannot and there's a lot of verticality in this game i noticed uh which i think is really fucking cool sarah you look like you had something to say oh uh no it's th- this is honestly the first monster hunter that had me even slightly intrigued i i was working at gamestop back when world came out and all of my coworkers jumped into world like that like they were just like like pounced on it and were super into it but everything i saw from it it just wasn't clicking with me like i just couldn't get into it but the one that they like rise it with especially since the combat looked more stream streamlined and wasn't it didn't look like the weird like and i hate to call it souls ish but to me the past monster hunter games have almost looked like it has like souls just combat to me this one actually looks more stream stream lined and looks a lot more fun especially for something on the switch and partially i just want to play it because i want to see how, how the re engine runs on the switch yeah and i want to see what they got it to do to be like oh hey here's this big major photo photogrammetry engine that we got running on this tiny little like rectangle of a of a handheld also how hot is it going to make my switch yeah, like I, I, I wonder, <laughs> I, I wonder how, uh, I wonder what like, the RE engine is going to do to the Switch's battery life. Um, oh, oh yeah, that's also a really big thing. That's too. Uh, I mean, yeah. with with the, with the new batteries, it's different. But how are they going to put that in with like the really big, intense new Switch that's coming out? Just honestly, and Monster Hunter has never grabbed me, but this one actually had me slightly interested to want to see how it how it is, and especially since I can play it on the go. But also, since I know Monster Hunter is meant to be played with friends, is it going to be even worth it to play this? Like when, 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 whenever we're allowed to go on planes again, even though we are now, like, is it going to be worth it for me to play this single player? I think so. Instead of like finding friends to like run me through a a monster hunt. Well, if I remember correctly, the the matchmaking Monster Hunter World wasn't great. And Jeff, Jeff, you were a Monster Hunter World guy, right? Like you, um. Yeah, surprisingly, I tried. So I, my only previous experience with Monster Hunter, I bought three Ultimate or whatever on the Wii U because I had a Wii U and I was like, I need something to fucking play on. <laughs> I didn't know it was a 3DS game, so my initial impression when I booted a 3DS game up on my 50 inch TV was like, "Wow, this looks like shit." <laughs> 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 
It was so obtuse, I just couldn't figure out what the hell to do. I spent like an hour and dropped it. So I bought World, not really expecting to stick with it. Um, but yeah, I, I loved World. It's still a little complicated, but it did a good enough job of onboarding me and slowly teaching me certain things and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a Monster Hunter fan now. I'd, I'd give this one a shot for sure. And Justin, you were a Monster Hunter uh, World guy as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so World was actually my first... Um my first monster hunter game and i loved it i like i i got really into it back at launch um i tried playing iceborne uh recently and i completely forgot how to play monster hunter so it <laughs> that that didn't go too well but i'm definitely going to check out rise um because it does seem like it's bringing in some of the stuff that you know world left behind and i sorry my cat's knocking Who stuff cares? over um we angered zeke <laughs> Uh, he's just he's just big and fluffy and not paying any attention. Uh, but yeah, so I'm definitely going to check out. Um, I'm definitely going to check out Rise to see how it differs from World and kind of see maybe like what Capcom's planning for the future of Monster Hunter. So, um, uh, Finn, are you a Monster Hunter guy at all? Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I've been playing it since the PS2, but it's never really been like my jam. Like I know people that go hard for me. It's a game I play until I bounce off and then I never return, but I always try the new uh, entries because each time they get a little more streamlined, they get a little more user friendly. They get a little more fun for me. Uh, and so I'm, I'm definitely going to try monster hunter rise. Because that one actually looked more fun than normal, but it's ne I ne it's never what I would call one of my like top franchises. So um, <laughs> we are uh, we are pushing uh, a little past ten thirty here, uh, and we should probably start wrapping up. But what a fucking meaty episode! Um, it, it's so nice to have actual video game news to talk about on this podcast. Um. A, uh, a a few quick uh, a few quick housekeeping items here. So next week, uh, next week we have a very cool guest coming, um, uh, Sissy Jones, who is a prolific voice actress and also uh, uh, if you played Firewatch, you heard her as the voice of Delilah uh, in Firewatch, which is one of my favorite games from this generation. Uh, Sissy will be joining us uh, on the podcast next week, and she actually uh, tried to get the other voice actor from Firewatch, and she wasn't able to. Uh, but uh, but. But yeah, no. Um, so Sissy will be joining us, which is really cool. And um, also, not making any promises, but um, uh, we have uh, we have indeed, or I have indeed, uh, reached out to Brie Larson to see if she's willing to come on the podcast. Um, you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, so I actually know somebody who has contact with her. Uh, and, and so we'll, we'll see, not making any promises, but I'll, I'll fuck it. Shoot my shot. I want, I want to see if I can actually get Brie Larson on here. Uh, so that would be, that would be pretty fucking wild. So no promises on that one, but I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. That would be, that would, well, that would be fucking nuts, uh, to, to, to actually get Brie Larson on here. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Sarah, I got to tell you for your first podcast ever, like you, you fucking crushed it. You did great. Like you shouldn't have been nervous at all. Um. Yeah. No. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Uh. Where, Thank you. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh. So people can find me at my Twitter handle. It's at s a r a h, which is how you spell my name, and then of Mars, just all one one word, M A R S. 
Um, you can also find me on my blog, which I said at the beginning is uh, out here in this open space at, at Blogger. Uh, I just recently did a piece on uh, Control's very weirdly stated um, accessibility features that uh, Jeff actually contributed to, which I was very thankful for. Uh, and also, I'm doing this for Derek, because me and Derek talked about this the other, the, the other day. Atlas, if you are listening, please give us another trauma center for the Switch. That's all, <laughs> that's all, that's all we ask. You teased us back in 2008. You teased us with a weird E3 video that never hit the internet that I had to find because someone else videotaped it. I'm asking for me and Derek just just for the two of us. You don't need to release it to anybody else. <laughs> just give it to us. That is all we ask. We just want some weird, creepy anime doctor drama. And plus, it's 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 the Switch. Like that would be so much. I'll take any game on the Switch. Like, like I just with the more games like, on the Switch, the better, in my opinion. Exactly. The Switch version of a game is always the best. Finn is correct on that one. Like I've I've got to hand it to Finn. That's that's the quote of the night right there, Finn. So so good job, Finn. You 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 get but, the you get the play of the game on that one. But yeah, hey. thank you so much for having me. It meant so much to even be asked to do this. Of course, so, thank Absolutely. you guys so much. Absolutely. <laughs> Um. Uh. Again. Uh. Don't forget to. Uh, so. Oh. Oh. Shit. I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the podcast. Tomorrow, uh, I will be streaming the alpha build of Destiny Sword by Two Dogs Games from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh. Of course, I am in the game. Uh. I am. Uh, I am one of the characters in the game. Uh. And I have. And you'll hear my voice in the game too, which is pretty cool. Uh, it is a um, basically a uh, it's a tactical war game, uh, uh, but focused on the rigors of combat and the effect of combat on mental health. Uh, I've done a lot of consulting on the game, and I'm very very excited to present it to you all tomorrow. Uh, so tune in uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, and I will be uh, streaming the alpha build of Destiny Sword along with the developer uh, itself. Uh, they're great people, and uh, I, I really hope you, that you like uh, what we're going to show you. Uh, Saturday on uh, Spawn on Me's channel, um, I will be streaming in support of Spawn for Good uh, to get the vote out uh, from 8 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern. I don't know what I'm going to stream yet. I will take requests. Uh, uh, we're not going to do anything violent or anything. Uh, so, you know, we can kind of keep it light. Um, maybe I'll stream some Mario Galaxy or or even, hey, Reb, maybe I'll stream some Mario Sunshine. Who knows? Uh, but tune in for that at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. And uh, does anybody have anything else they want to get off the chest before we get off here? Jeff? Uh, we said it earlier. I want to say it again. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Trans rights are humans right or are, are human rights. Sorry, I've had like three whiskeys now, so I'm I'm a little I'm a little fucked up. But was I the only one drinking water today? Oh no, Justin always drinks water. I am always oh, drinking water. Okay. okay. You fucking hydrated dork. Ju Justin is hydrated as fuck. And also a very special, a very special shout out to Reb and Chat. We miss you, Reb. You're great. You're the best. All right, everybody else. Take care of yourselves. Remember, kindness costs nothing. We'll see you guys next week.